Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Susie Orman's back. She brought along her life calculator. Yes, and she's crunching the numbers and handing down the verdict. But first, remember when Susie was here with the mother of all wake-up calls? Remember this? A lot of you have built your personal financial foundation on deceit and lies. You bought homes you couldn't afford. You put things on your credit cards you couldn't afford. You took the equity out of your homes to buy other things you couldn't afford. Well, a few of our home viewers are now joining us. Carrie and her fiance, Bill, from their living room in Baltimore. Hey! Hi! Crab cakes, best place on earth. Uh, I lived there for eight years. And way on the other side of the country, uh, Michelle from her home office in Phoenix. Hello to you both. Carrie and Bill, you made a big decision after watching that show with uh, Susie. Yes, Oprah. We decided after the last show that we were not going to take a honeymoon after the wedding. Um, our friends and family tell us that we're crazy and we deserve to have this trip and we have to go somewhere wonderful, but we just decided that the $6,000 we would spend in seven days was, would better serve us, um, being left in the bank as our emergency cash flow. Good for you. That's a good start. That's a great start. Here we have a couple that's getting married and they're doing it the right way with doing what matters versus doing something they can't afford. I love that. Love that. Good job, guys. Thank you. Uh, okay, Michelle, uh, you made some changes after seeing that show also, I heard. Yes, I, uh, I made some changes. I went in and cut up all of the six or seven credit cards that were in my wallet 
And then I went in and erased all of that uh, saved credit card information from all of my favorite online shopping websites. And we made a plan to be able to get out of credit card debt completely because what Susie said is really hit home for me, which is we're living a lie as long as we're using these cards to buy things we can't afford. And it, it stopped that day. It stopped, it stopped that day. So you took a look at your life. Yep. Yeah. And I bet when you start doing that, that other things become clearer too. Yes, when you're honest, it's very powerful and then things are drawn to you. But the greatest thing for you, do you have children? Yes, I have two young children and I wanna teach them to respect money. Bingo. Kids don't listen to what you say, they do what you do. And if you're an honest person and are proud of who you are versus what you have, your children will end up the same way. So this isn't just for you, this is for your kids as well. Good on you, girlfriend, good on you. Good on you. Carrie and Bill, what part of Baltimore do you live in? Um, we're just outside the city, right on a creek um, off the bay. Off the bay. What's your favorite crab cake place you go to? Oh, gosh. G&M or Pfeiffer's? Pfeiffer's, yeah. Is Obrecki still there? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't know Obrecki. <laughs> I don't think so. We don't, we, we don't go out to eat anymore. We... <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you all. Okay, so we're gonna get down to business on what you can afford and start thinking about what really works. It doesn't work in your life. I keep saying this, Susie said it for years on this show, and we are in the middle of a wake-up call. And if we only look at this uh, from a financial point of view and not from a spiritual point of view, is how I choose to look at everything in life. Everything has a deeper spiritual meaning. This is a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call to get us to go back to valuing who we are, not just what we have. Yeah. Well, Susie says, making mistakes about major money decisions is what can hurt you the most when the economy takes a turn. So, Megan, you're going to join us. Hi, Megan. Hi, Hi Megan. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Okay, so what I do you want to ask? Try to butter me up, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want to ask? Say, Susie. All right. So, um, well, what I'd like to ask you is I have a beautiful 20-month-old daughter, and uh, we have a second baby on the way. My husband works full-time. I work four days a week as a speech therapist in an at-risk preschool program. I love my job, but my concern is that um, going forward, the cost of childcare for two children uh, may be, you know, almost as much as what my salary is. And, um, you know, I, I'm wondering if I can afford to make the switch from career woman to full-time mom and, and still afford that. Question is, can Megan afford to be a stay-at-home mom? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Megan, show me the money. Well, um, our monthly income after taxes is roughly $9,000. Yeah. Uh, we have monthly expenses, including our child care, of about $6,500. And we have an emergency fund right now of $6,000. Which means in a savings account. So you're doing great. Currently, you're able to save, supposedly, $2,400 a month. All right, but that's if you're both working. What happens if you now stay at home? What happens? Well, we lose my salary, which is, you know, a almost $3,000 chunk of that. All right, so now your monthly income will be $6,600 approximately a month. Your expenses are about $5,700 a month. You still have your $6,000 in savings, and now we have an excess of about $883 a month. What do you think? What do you think I'm gonna say? What do you think? I thought no. All right, so 
Six Oprah says no. What do I think? Oh, you are so denied. You are denied. denied. I thought no. And let me tell you, you why, why yeah. with love. Please. All right, I will. All right. Problem is this. The expenses that you had said you were going to have about 6000 a month did not include your new expenses for the baby. Mm -hmm. It didn't include diapers, you know, formula. Also, did you notice everybody that it was only six thousand yeah, dollars yeah, of I a thought. savings account? Her monthly expenses are approximately six thousand dollars. What is the rule of thumb that I want for all of you? Eight months of an emergency fund. That's what I thought. So she had forty-eight thousand dollars there. And we were okay there, and I knew she was being honest with her expenses. Okay, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to play mama. Okay. I want you to play mama before you have a baby. I want you to start banking right now your income. Okay. Can she make it right now just on her husband's income alone and see what happens? Do your expenses decrease because you don't have as much money to spend? And by the time the baby comes, they'll know for sure if she can afford it or not. If she can't afford it, she'll stay working. If she can, guess what? You're gonna have a number of months saved up that add to your cushion, and then maybe you'll decide to do that. You know, and th that's the reason why I said no, because mm -hmm. if I thought if you had more money in savings, I didn't know what the number should be, but I thought if you had more money in savings, because if something happens and you need to go to that savings, that $6,000 will be gone. Right, you and we, you know, we do pay ourselves first every month. We have over six figures in retirement right now, but we're not touching that. And you that can't is, touch no, it. That is so not make, ours. It's, you know, now, please, so. everybody, when you're figuring out if you can afford something or not, don't just, look at what don't you don't have in a retirement, retirement account because right. you're not retiring. That's for retirement. This is can you afford today, today what you want, and can you? I'm so sorry, because there's nothing that I love more, honest to God, when a parent gets to stay at home with their child. I think that is absolutely, I wish that were the goal for every She can do it us. if they put more money in savings. If they, you put more money in savings, mm -hmm. you cut down right now, you have like six to eight months for you, sure. and you figured it accurately, mm -hmm. but not the way it is today. You're denied. Well, at least his baby's not coming today. Okay. So we have time for yeah. her to yeah. figure this out. Play. Stay-at-home mom, okay. and you'll know. So how much, as a rule of thumb, should you have in your savings account? I want to see eight months now. In today's economy, if you lose your job, it's going to take you eight months to a year to get another one. The reason all these people are in trouble with their homes and they're losing it, they lost their job, they can't, they, they can't pay their mortgage payment, yeah, they don't have any shape. money, yeah. bam, I don't want to see that happen to you. I just have to say this one other thing. When you hold your baby to your chest, do you think that your baby can't feel your heartbeat? Of course he or she can. And if your heart is beating with anxiety because you don't have the money to pay the bill, don't think that your baby can't feel that. Of course they can. I want your baby to feel the heartbeat of joy, not the heartbeat of worry. And anxiety. Thanks, yeah. Megan. Thank you Really great. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So Lois wrote to us, anxious for a money intervention on her daughter, Hannah. In college, it was definitely easy to take out uh, student loans. I didn't really have too much worry about the amounts that I was taking out. When I graduated college, they told me the total of $63,000. You know, I, I went to a private school. I graduated um, with a degree. I'm going to have this great job. I just didn't imagine my life um, post-college. Running Noah Mocha. Working part-time at, at Starbucks. I need a second job because my student loans, rent, uh, car payment, it's all too much. Uh, my full-time job just doesn't cover the cost of my living expenses. This is almost $200 a month I spend putting gas, fuel in my car, and that's $200 a month I could be spending paying off one of my student loans. It's $700 a month just in car expenses, which saying that number out loud even uh, makes me feel sick. Every day, every night, I think about my student loan uh, debt. This is my room. Um, the bed was actually uh, probably my biggest expense of all, $1,400 expense. I have a snowboard that I also recently purchased to learn this year. The iPod I bought um, for $300. I do feel like I sometimes live a lie because my friends will call me and say, let's go get a manicure and pedicure, or let's go to dinner. And I know the bank account says you can't afford to do it. My friends would never hear that come from my mouth. I know I need to cut back. It's just tough when all of your friends are living this life. My mom helps me all the time. She does pay one of my student loans. She said when she's done paying that one off, she'll take on another one. And I just don't want her have to keep bailing me out. Okay, we're gonna break down Hannah's expenses. Her monthly expenses were approximately $3,200 a month, but she was only making with her two jobs $2,010 per month. At the car expense, Hannah didn't include insurance and maintenance and a few other things in there, so her actual car expense alone was $810, which if you look at her income, you know, that's 40% of her income went just to pay for her car. So the monthly deficit here now was about $1,200 a month. Yeah. Now, this is what's interesting because uh, this, is the, this is why we are in the state that we're in in this that's country. Right. Correct. Because of, you know, millions and millions and millions of Hannahs, right? Yes, and, and <laughs> we're not saying this is your fault. I'm not saying it's friend. your fault. <laughs> But I'm saying everybody who's nodding their head here and, and says, well, God, I wonder how much my deficit every month is, or hadn't even look, because most people, as we've seen with many shows with you in the past, they don't look because they don't really want to know. And as long as Hannah could actually charge on a credit card, pay the minimum every month, she could afford to continue to live the lifestyle that she was living because she could. So Susie met with Hannah and her mom, Lois, before I can solve you financially, we have to find out why did you make the wrong choices to begin with. 
I, you know, I don't know. Stop. You are not allowed again for the rest of your life, but definitely in my presence, to use the words, I don't know. You absolutely know. You absolutely know why you choose to get manicures all the time, why you choose to buy a snowboard when you are behind payments on your student loan. Don't you dare say I don't know again. Please start over now. I spend the money on the things I know I shouldn't spend because I think I'm young and I still have time to fix it. So I know that I'm getting further and further in, but I think it's okay because I can fix it when I want to. You are lying to yourself. You are lying so that you can make, have a justification as to why you bought a $1,400 bed, why you drive a car. I have gone through every single penny that you spend. These are the most horrible FICO scores I have ever seen. Every time you decide to pay your rent versus your student loan, a bed versus your student loan, eating out versus your student loan, what you are doing to yourself is really committing financial suicide. What has prevented you from getting a job in the area that you got your degree in? I have no interest in it. I don't care. Not an acceptable answer, Hannah. Do you have interest at working at Starbucks for the rest of your life? No. You don't have interest here. You don't have interest here. Why are you choosing to go here rather than here? Why? Because I'm too lazy to look for a new job. Bingo. Thank you for being honest. And that was good. <laughs> How did it feel? Good. Wow. So what's happened since? Obviously, that was extremely difficult to talk about and have on national television. I had to go home to my roommates and my friends and tell them what a financial disaster I really was. Um, she had to set the record straight. That was her own lie. Yeah. 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 Um, so when I was honest about what kind of trouble I was in financially, I made the decision to get my car out of Boston. I want to sell it, but I knew that keeping it in Boston while I tried to sell it was expenses that I really couldn't afford. Um, so the car's now in Florida. It saves about, I've cut about $700 off of my monthly expenses in just three weeks. So mm -hmm. pretty excited about that. Um, I no longer get manicures and pedicures. I'm doing them myself. My friend cuts my hair for free. So not an expense I no longer have. I walk to work, bring my lunch. I'm definitely not ordering in, not going out. I didn't celebrate my 25th birthday, which called my mom in tears because it's a day that I had looked forward to and wasn't able to go out. Wait, stop. She celebrated her 25th birthday, but not by eating out and going further in debt. How did you celebrate your 25th birthday? I'm starting my 25th year off in a good place. I'm moving forward and getting myself out but of financial Your friends came over and cooked for you. They did. They did. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. I know. I know. But you know, I, you know, I, you know. I was just listening to this, and I hope everybody else is listening, have listening with a sense of discernment. Even before I knew that Susie had that, you know, talk with you, which that was a real smackdown. You handled that yeah. well. We ended uh, great, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Hugging, it was great. Yeah, but I thought what was so interesting. You are crying because you can't get a pedicure. You know, you're crying, you're saying, I can't, I can't get a pedicure and it's so hard. It's so hard. I feel, I feel liberated now that I don't have my car. 
you know, I'm not worried about getting parking tickets because I have to move my car every two hours. Uh -huh. You know, I'm walking everywhere. I notice my surroundings a lot more. I'm just, I just feel that's a big weight that's been lifted off and it's just from, you know, getting my car out, doing my own manicures and pedicures. Yeah, but what I thought was interesting and not, not, not to pick on you, you just are an example for everybody else to help us see ourselves more clearly is you're, you're, you're bemoaning the fact that you can't keep up with the Joneses. Right. You know, you're not even talking about anything of real value. You're saying, I can't be around my friends who, because they're doing this and then, so they'll think that I'm not. It's all about status and that which it wasn't real to begin with. Right. Yeah, the pretend. Now, so the, now the question that Hannah has is, can she afford to stay in Boston? She has cut her expenses down dramatically. You know, now she's really only about $300 a month in deficit versus what we saw before. Her mm -hmm. income is still $2,010 a month. Her expenses are still about $2,300. She doesn't have a car payment anymore. We're $300 a month in deficit. However, Boston is the number one place, according to Forbes, to live for utilities, for oil, the most expensive place. So you, everything's going to go up that way for you. So the question is, with a $300 a month deficit, everybody, can Hannah afford to stay in Boston, or does Hannah have to leave Boston and move home with her mother in Florida? They're great friends, they're best friends, mama wants it, what a, is that what Hannah needs to do? Now, you are all gonna be shocked. And I'll tell you why, I've approved you to stay in Boston, and let me tell you why. This 25-year-old has made some of the hardest decisions in her life. She has chosen honesty over deceit. She has chose to do things now out of integrity versus impressing everybody and irresponsibility to herself. You need to be rewarded for that. Now, we have you on, in my opinion, a three-month probationary period. You have kept your word to me. More importantly, you kept it to yourself. You need to make more money. You need to look for a job there. You have three months. If you can pull it together, and I know you can, stay. If you can't, mama, move on over. <laughs> Surprised, right? Shocked. Shocked. So am I, because I, I was, you were out of there, man. <laughs> I had but you see, gone. everybody, it's not just based sometimes on money. Look how great she's done. And when you see somebody pulling themselves up, you, that's not when you get a smackdown from Susie. That's when, like, you are going for it. You are going for it, and I have to let her try to go for it, and I think you're going to do it. And so, but you're saying go for it, but give yourself a time limit. We got three months. That's three months. it. All three right. months. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! 
This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Joanna is a second grade teacher. She is single in her 30s, and she is not waiting around for Mr. Wright to buy her first house. Good for you. Uh, that's what the movement was all about. You can do it yourself. Uh, and she joins us from our home audience. Joanna, what do you want to buy? Um, hi, Oprah. Hi. I'm actually interested in um, buying my first house. Um, it's always been my dream to have um, a family, and so I'm looking to buy a home so that I can adopt a child or two, and uh, I just want to know if I can afford a home right now. Okay, good. All right, so here's the question. Yeah. Joanna, show me the money. Okay. Well, I have a monthly income of about $2,900. My monthly expenses come to about um, $1,800. I have $8,500 saved, which doesn't include retirement or money to get me through the summer when I don't have an income. And um, right now, my utilities and rent come to $950. So can I afford to buy a home? So you want to buy a home for approximately $150,000. Is that correct? Uh, yes. All right. So the question then becomes, everybody, before I render my judgment, which is, we have a monthly excess, that's pretty good, of $1,000 a month here. Yeah. She has a great little emergency fund. Fine, she wants to buy a $150,000 home, which means mortgage payment and everything will be about $1,200 a month when it's said and done. And so what is she putting down? How much is she putting down? Oprah wants to know how much are you putting down? Um, actually, I ran some numbers, and they, um, with the New Jersey um, grant, I would need to put down about $5,000. And where do you get that money from? That would be from the emergency fund. Good question, Oprah. Thank you. Good question, you. Oprah. So you're going to put down 5000 so then you're only going to have 3500 in your emergency fund? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Next question should be, what are you going to use for closing costs to move? You are denied, and the reason is this. You can't use your emergency fund to put down as a down payment on a home. Because if anything goes wrong, you have a refrigerator that breaks, your heating breaks, you get flooded, whatever it is, you have no money to get you by. So the rule of thumb is this. You need at least an eight-month emergency fund besides your down payment so that if something goes wrong, you have a place to go and continue to make the mortgage payment so that you don't lose everything that you have. So... I'm sorry to say you're not quite ready to do it. However, here's the good news. Real estate prices, in my opinion, aren't going anywhere right now. Now, they're going to stay right about, sorry, real estate agents, right? But they're going to stay approximately where they are. Just keep saving. Just keep doing exactly what you're doing. And then when you're ready, you'll buy a home that you really can afford and enjoy. Because I got news for you. If you buy a home that you can't afford, it's going to be anything but enjoyable. Trust me on that one. Is this a time for other people who do have a savings account and they do have a little extra cash? Is this a, is this a buyer's market? You know, I will forever believe that buying a home you can call your own in any market if you can afford it is a great investment. Because why? You can't live in a stock certificate. Right. 
Joanna, this should bring you some relief. So you need to do a little more work building up that savings account so you're not borrowing the money for the savings account for your down payment. That's, that's what Susie's saying, and, and I agree with that. Okay, so the interesting thing about Joanna is that she'd already been approved, although Susie denied her, she's been approved. For a $150,000 mortgage, correct, Joanna? That's correct. All right, so the banks say she can afford a $150,000 mortgage. The truth of the matter is the lending institution should have denied you because you didn't have the money. Shame on them, shame on them, but good for you, girlfriend, that you're not gonna get yourself in trouble. Fantastic, thank you, Joanna. Millions of people are stressed watching their retirement savings disappear into thin air. I want you to meet a woman who says she's tried to do everything right. So your question to Susie is? Well, Susie, um, I'm 50 years old. I absolutely love my job, but I'd like to know if I'm able to retire. I really want to retire Today? when I get to be 56. 56, so can you? Six years. So currently, my income is a little over $9,100. My expenses are a little over $8,100, and I've got retirement savings of $393,000. So the question is, $1,000 a month excess approximately, can she afford it? And you say. And I say before we go there, just tell me what will be your income and your expenses after retirement? We're about even, are we not? Well, I know that I'm going to have to reduce my expenses. So I expect my retirement income to be somewhere around 6,500. Yes. And my expenses in retirement to be 6,300 a month. So she's still got an excess, so we're looking good, aren't we? Yeah, we're looking good. You are denied. <laughs> and let me tell you why. You know, we do a lot of research on all these people that you're not really seeing, so I just don't pull this out of my hat. What you're also not seeing is that you have $6,200 of credit card debt at 14% interest rate, 14.2% to be exact. $6,200, right? $6,200. Okay. We have $50,000 in a savings account, but that is not my eight month. Now, here is the reason why but What I, was the $393,000? That's in a retirement account that she can't touch okay. because she wants to retire at 56. Okay. So she still, and given the stock market today, maybe it's $93,000. Yeah. I mean, but it's, anything can happen at any time. But here's the real reason you're denied out of love. Ready for this? I'm ready. Women will spend more years, you will spend more years in retirement than you did working for IBM. So you will have worked for IBM for 30 years at the age of 56. From 56, you will have another 30 to 35, 40 years of life. She will spend more years as she retires at 56 in retirement than she did working. What you did not factor in was inflation. As you get older, you take more medication, you need more help, things become more expensive, things go wrong. And in today's economy, when you're counting on pensions and things from corporations, we don't know when they'll have to cut that back when they will all of a sudden stop it. They won't pay for your health benefits. So I don't have enough cushion there for you to be able to retire at the age of 56. But the good news is you love your job. Trust me, when you get to be 56, 57, you ain't gonna wanna retire. But the other thing is, and this goes back to the other guests, to you, to everybody, you live an exorbitant lifestyle. You really. $200 a month manicures. You have $9,000 a month of expenses. 
I was looking through every one of your expenses going, if she really wanted to retire, she would not do that and you wouldn't have $6,000 of credit card debt. Man, you should have seen before I cut back. I actually <laughs> cut back. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I know, I'm, I'm thinking, is $6,200 worth of credit card debt a lot? That's not a lot. It's, but I'll tell you the problem. It's not a lot, but that means that you don't really have emergency savings. You okay. don't really okay. have everything that you need. We're living in deficit. I'm so used to hearing these big numbers, like Yeah, but for a woman dollars. making this kind of money, yeah. she shouldn't have any credit card debt whatsoever. Okay. Oh, Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you, Marilyn. So it's retiring at 60. Well, you know what? That's just and four more years. That's just four more years. Okay. Marla joins us from our home audience from her living room in Boston. Hi, Oprah and Susie. I am a labor and delivery nurse, and I work really long nights, and I have to come home in the middle of the night. And since I live in Boston, there's a lot of snow. So I'm wondering if I can afford an SUV to get me home late nights in the snow. Well, the SUV in the snow. Show me the money, girlfriend. <laughs> I take home about $3,400 a month. My monthly income, my monthly expenses are $2,500, which includes my $316 car payment. And I have about $800 on a 0% credit card. And savings is about $1,200? Yes. Yes. So the question is, do you think currently she has a $316 a month car payment? That's because she leases a car. That lease is up next March, I believe. So can she afford to buy an SUV what do you think? with heated seats now? You have been approved. Yeah! What? What? Let me tell you why. Her, she leases a car. Her car has to be returned in when? In the next few months. She is out on the roads herself at night as a nurse delivering. It's, she's afraid. She's a woman alone, and she has snow. Sometimes people before money, remember? People first, then money, then things. She needs a new car anyway when she gets rid of her lease car. If you can find an SUV that you can spend $300 a month on just like you are now, then you, I think that's exactly what you should do because you Where's will feel secure. Where's she going to do that? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Well, I mean, I'm thinking, you where know. Where is she going to do that? I'll tell you where she's going to do that. The Oprah producers actually found for you some SUVs in her area that are approximately $10,000, right? If she and she can they're, also... They must be used, right? Of course they're used. Oh, I was going to say. Right, right, but... Right, of course, but then that meets her needs. And the truth of the matter is, if you decide you don't want to do that and you just want to keep the car that you do have, you can negotiate big time with them right now when you turn it back in. But here's the rule of thumb, everybody. If you're going to finance a car, do not finance a car for more than three years. If you can't afford the monthly payments on a three-year loan, you cannot afford it. Start working overtime now. Overtime now, save money so you have a little money you can put down, get yourself out of credit card debt, and when the time comes, girlfriend, you're gonna be driving down those streets in the middle of the night with, heated, with a heated little tush Right? And um, your leather heated seats, and you're going to feel safe in a used SUV. Thank you, Thank Marla. You. This has been great fun. Wasn't this interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was only right two out of three times, one out of three times, but well, that's okay.
But it gets us all thinking about what you can or cannot afford. Yeah. yeah, and just know, if you can't afford it, just don't buy it. Is it that simple? You bet it is. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.